What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Premier League podcast here on FanDrag Sports. As the uh, <laughs> honking horns of New York City welcomes us. I didn't even realize that. And then I was just like, the fact that I was like, why is Elliot laughing so hard about the fact that you just started laughing when he introduced uh, us? Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're desensitized, so you don't even hear him anymore. Oh, yeah, God, no. Yeah, like, I sleep through this. Yeah. I mean, my one of my roommates my first year in college, great guy, grew up in Tribeca, and he couldn't sleep in St. Paul, Minnesota, because there were not horns. He's like, why is it so quiet? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. I mean, I, I don't really have a uh, problem sleeping if it's noisy, although if it's too quiet, yeah, I would probably put on a audiobook or something. Oh, well, that, you're literally going to the most boring thing in the book. <laughs> Audiobooks, awesome. Uh, my name is Master Norin, with me is Elliot and Pauly. And we're going to discuss what happened here in the FA Cup as we had the third round over the weekend. But first out, we, got, we had some big transfer news as Barcelona secured Philip Coutinho from Liverpool for a staggering 146 million pounds. That is yeah, a, but not all of that is guaranteed, right? That's a lot of moolah. Um, apparently, like all these deals that Barcelona have done are all like, uh, like the deal for Osman Dembele is like, they say like it wasn't as high as as it was, but apparently like the incentives are so easy to get that it pretty much is guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, as I understand, one of the Coutinho incentives is. If Barcelona win La Liga this season, which yeah, exactly, uh, they're like, going without Coutinho, they'd be a shoe in. Yeah, yeah, they can pretty much pay that out right now. So he went on a two-part medical on Monday, and then uh, you know he has a he actually has a thigh injury. We were joking about That's that. The funniest, yeah, but no. All right, first of all, he's selling that thigh injury. That is the funniest thing I've I've seen is Barcelona tweeting. Coutinho passed his medical and then tweeting, oh, but he also has a thigh injury. So, like, yeah. no, he didn't pass. <laughs> I mean, they say, you know, it will delay his debut for the club by up to three weeks. And I'm staying woke on this. It's He's going to get three weeks of, of um, training time in with his new mates, and this way he's just going to hit the ground running. Mm. So, like, when he starts, there won't be any, oh, what's, oh, Coutinho needs time to adapt, and he looks out of place. Yeah, I, no, I, I think you're absolutely right, and I think that he might even hit the ground running in two and a half weeks, and they'll be like, "Oh, look how fit he is! He's back yeah, early. He's amazing!" Exactly, he'll come back early, and they'll be like, "Wow, he was so determined to play." Yeah. So I also read that you know the team that I do like to watch in the Serie A, Inter Milan, his former club, did not have a significant sell-on clause when they <laughs> shipped Coutinho to Liverpool they had in none. 2013 for a meager 8.5 million pounds. They had no sell-on clause. That is such a bad, oh, yeah, well, badly run club. When they him, they said, like, this is the future of Inter Milan. And, yeah. okay, you could have been right, but if you really believed that, then you should have said at, le- at least 10%. At least, at least, yes, 10%. at least. But, like, you wonder why they're so poor now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, now they they're making bad business decisions. Like, let's not put in a sell-on clause for the guy that we bought from Brazil when he was like fourteen. Well, that was under the former ownership. I mean, the new Chinese owners might be a little bit better when it comes to the business side of things. Was but... it? Was 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 it?
was it actually was it Rafa who brought him in? It was, wasn't it? Oh. Benitez at Liverpool. Yeah. No, at Inter Milan. Oh, uh, I I would have to go back and I, check. I think it was. I think it was Rafa. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Keep talking about Coutinho and what an amazing footballer he is. Yeah, but a bad footballer is prove his ability to combine with his. I have some serious stuff to say. Um, apparently, he was being a giant bag of uh, douche since July, and it did come down to Jurgen Klopp at one point just telling him, go kick rocks. Or, or, that is the phrase that my friend who is a Liverpool fan said, but that he has been a less-than-stellar teammate throughout this whole thing, and he's been trying to fake injuries throughout the season, and it was no surprise that all of a sudden January came, and first match of January, he's hurt. Um so that's why I'm still – I don't buy into this dying injury. I'm just on the uh, we're going to hit the ground running kind of. Mm, okay, uh, so let's deal. see here. So he was technically bought under Mourinho. What? But, yeah. he, did, but he, debuted, he debuted under – Under Rafa. Benitez, yes. Because he was – Is that why he left? Is that why he left? Because the management was like, no, we're not going to buy you the best player. We're going to buy you a young player. He was, was only like, – Screw that. Yeah, so <laughs> Inter – players will never be good in the yeah. future. Inter bought him at 16 for 4 million euros. Uh, but then he couldn't leave Brazil until he turned 18. So, therefore, right. he didn't join Inter until 2010 when they had Rafael Benitez. And both Benitez and Massimo Moratti, the former or, yeah, the former chairman and owner, were being quoted saying that Coutinho is the future of Inter. Uh, uh, and how long did he last there before? I mean, he was... He had, let's see... He had one loan spell with Espanyol in 2012. Jeez. But he only made something, let's see here. Uh, he made 28 league appearances over three seasons for Inter. 47 appearances total. That's it? Yep. What a future. Yep, that's it. And then he left, he left for Liverpool for 8.5 million pounds. And now Liverpool is swimming in the dough. So what should they do well, with all this money? Well, they're not swimming in it because they kind of bought Virgil van Dijk on, on credit. Oh, credit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. They did blow, blow about the half of that on him. who still scores a winner in his first game. Yeah. I mean, R- Virgil van Dijk is not worth 75 million pounds, but when the entire world knows you got that Coutinho money, which is really just the dirty Neymar money coming in, um, yeah, he becomes worth Wait, 75 million he wasn't, he wasn't 75 million, was he? Oh, yeah. Oh Virgil van Dijk, yeah. I, I thought it was. I honestly thought that he was overvalued at roughly two thirds of that. I thought he was. I, I thought his transfer fee had been fifty-five million. Nope. Wow. Dang. Yeah, it was seventy-five mil for him. So they blew half of that. So what should they do with the other half? Uh, find somebody to replace Coutinho. Don't spend all of it on Mares. Spend some of it on Mares. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. And, I mean, if I was Daniel Levy, like, Daniel Levy should not be letting Lester hang up the phone right now. Like, like Daniel Levy, do not let Mars go to Liverpool. Mars is the player that your team needs so badly. You know, there's if, if you hang up, you're risking them calling up Liverpool and saying, like, oh, we'll give him to you for X amount, and boom, you know? Yeah, that's true. I, I think it would be a good fit for Spurs. 
So we'll, we'll see what happens with Morris. I mean, there's a lot of rumors flying around here. We still have a good... Uh, who would you rather have? Good couple of weeks here before the transfer window ends. Who would you rather have and take talent out of the equation? Now, let's look at, let's look at Coutinho and let's look at Mars and let's look at one player who gets his head turned by a club and decides he wants to leave and pouts for half a season about it. Um, and reportedly, quote unquote, um, gets was faking injuries to try to, because he didn't want to hurt himself before January and was doing everything he could to force a move. The other one um, wanted to leave last year, struck a deal with, with the owners who said, play for us for another year and we promise we'll sell you over the summer. So he does that, plays eh, however well or not well he played last year. And then the summer comes and instead of just sitting out and saying, well, you told you said you were going to sell me, now sell me, he still played. No one even off, made an offer for him and he still played hard throughout the throughout the fall even though we know he doesn't want to be there anymore yeah which one would you rather have and i mean he's 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 also won a premier league trophy so and he's been the premier league player of the year yeah the talent's yeah. there i mean i think that the like you're giving us leading statements and the obvious answer is Mares, but at the same time it depends on who you are right like if you're barcelona of course you want felipe coutinho because you're barcelona and so that Didn't kind Barcelona of want Mars ha- last year though, or would they? Yeah, but but, because... but like, well, but what I'm saying is that kind of pouty want away BS that Coutinho is accused of and probably realistically guilty of. He's far less likely to have that be a problem at you know Camp Nou because it's Barcelona. I mean, it's still. I don't see how this helps Barcelona, and it doesn't solve the problem that they have, which is that the roster is getting older and they're not churning out the players that they used to churn out, which um, anybody could have told you was probably going to happen. Like, I, you know, the same way that Manchester United churned out three, like, world-class players and some other unbelievable, really good players at the same time, Barcelona did the same thing and churned out some truly unbelievable players. That doesn't mean that your academy is going to continue to produce truly unbelievable players every six, eight, 12 years. No. You will still produce very good ones, but those unbelievable players take you from being a good team to a great and phenomenal team. And it, you know, you just lost Neymar, who maybe not, maybe wasn't produced by you, but you had him. He was the young guy, the successor to Messi, and probably, and statistically speaking, the only guy who even puts up numbers comparable to Messi. And yeah. you just lost him, and you're even, and you're replacing him with, Coutinho, like Coutinho can't, he can't be that guy. I mean, they say that they see him as a long-term replacement for Andres Iniesta. And I think that that's reasonable. I think that's reasonable. I think that he will create fewer goals and he will score more himself. Yeah, it will be interesting to see. But that's also a different story because, you know, uh, situations dictate different things. Would Andres Iniesta score more goals if he didn't? Just have to get find a way to get the ball to Messi. Yeah, but also Coutinho will at least have that for the next handful of years. <laughs> this, uh, this is true. Or he'll just get the Paulinho tap-ins that Messi sets him up with. Yeah, I mean, I think that... I, I honestly, I think that this is a smart signing for Barcelona. I think that I, it's, it's a good move for both clubs. Pauly, personally, because of what you said about how Coutinho seems to have been kind of like a 
how do you make whiny bitch for most of this primarily make whiny bitch okay yes but and <laughs> but like but at the same time it makes sense it makes sense for both clubs it's a ton of money for liverpool and it's a player who can create chances score them on his own for an aging squad who is himself still in his mid 20s and has half a decade of his prime left to grow into his peak it's a lot of money to spend on a player who won't help you win La Liga because you already did that and can't <laughs> help you in the Champions League. Yeah, he's already cup tied there, so. Well, not this goal. season, but it's uh, but you know it's it's an investment for the future, and I think I'm, that okay, Barcelona may win the Champions League with Coutinho on their roster. They will never win the Champions League because of Coutinho. Like Coutinho, not that's. Not a great statement because Coutinho could score the winner in the final. Coutinho will yeah. never drag them through the Champions League and put them on his back to win it for them. No, but he will. He can be one among a number of workhorses, and you could say that he is uh, overpriced for a workhorse and not a like centerpiece star. But they already had that in Leo Messi, and they're great, banking so he's Rick on. Nash. Let me tell you something: if you build your team around Rick Nash, it ain't gonna work. No, but they're not building their team around Rick Nash. They're they're like they're building their team around Michael Jordan, and they're giving Scottie Pippen a bunch of money because his contract happened to come up at this point. Who's right? like Luis, who, wait, Luis who, Suarez is absurdly pissed off at you right now that you just call Coutinho Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen Coutinho was like Ron okay. Harper on this team. Well, who who is Dennis <laughs> Rodman on this team? Extended, but it's Maybe actually kind Dennis of Rodman. Yeah. There we okay, go. Okay, Dennis Rodman's actually a decent analogy, although he's more of a defensive player, so... Right. He was awesome. Man, I love Dennis Rodman. I really Paulino, love him. Paulinho is tool. Luke Longley. Okay, let's um, move on from this, though. Let's go to a quick break here, and when we come back, we'll talk about what happened in the FA Cup. So stick around. Okay, so we had the third round of the FA Cup here this past weekend. The big upset, of course, Nottingham Forest knocking out Arsenal and uh, an American in center stage there. Eric Lehigh scored two goals. He was one goal away from a from a puppy. One from a puppy. From a puppy. If he has scored a hat trick this season, his wife has promised him a dog. Yeah, if, if his wife doesn't give him a dog right now, like yeah, that's you ain't never getting a dog, even if you score a hat trick, because yeah. your, wife, your wife very much does not want a dog, and happy wife, happy life. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hard wife, hard life. So you got players and fans of Forest using the hashtag Get Eric a Dog. Great. That's that's brilliant. That that gives me a nice small silver lining beyond the fact that an American scored a brace. Yes. Uh, but yeah. it, I mean. All credit to Forrest. They deserve to win this. I think that we're going to see, even though he was not, you know, Eric Lehigh was the star of this match for Forrest. Arsenal made it. Arsenal had been, for most of the season, easy to play against, to use a phrase that no club wants associated with them, but Arsenal can't but have associated with them. It wasn't that hard to just leave Danny Welbeck open and rely on him to not finish because hey, well, I mean, he, that he is what finish. he is most reliable for. He did finish that gift from the keeper, so there yeah, was... Yeah, a blind squirrel, even a blind squirrel gets a nut. Yeah. I mean, but I honestly, I think Ben Brereton will be, even though he was not the hero of this game, it was Eric Lehigh. I, whether or not it's with Forrest, he's going to be playing Premier League football within the next two years. And Was that probably, that 18-year-old striker? 
Yeah. Who like just put Per Murdersacker in a in a in a bind. Yeah, and he's I he's uh he's really fast, and I think that he's a pretty good finisher. I mean, the penalty that he took was perfect. I I don't I don't want to talk too much about Arsenal because Arsenal have been a shambles. Arsenal continue to be a shambles. We've talked about their shambolic form frequently. You you just got to give credit to Forrest for this. Like they I was I was a big fan of the announcer trying to sell it like um oh my god, this 18-year-old kid, look at what he's doing to Per Mertesacker, a World Cup winner. Like, whoa. Yeah, but he's First of all that was three and a half years ago. Permer Sacker has been through the injury ringer and back since then. He is by no means the same player, let alone he didn't start the World Cup final. Like, he wasn't a starter. He, yes, he is a World Cup winner, and you can never take that away from him. But well, so and in Ma- his prime, so you can Matthias also running behind him easily. So, like, what? it's always been a weakness. Yeah, but, uh, I mean... This isn't like this isn't like Per Mertesacker was leading the back line at the World Cup six months ago. No. no. Okay. But Let, I, there was, there was just, that was the ultimate sales guilty. job. Yeah. Let me read you off some fun facts from this game. So Arsenal, it was the first time they lost an FA Cup third round tie since 1996. Nottingham Forest became the first lower division to score four goals in an FA Cup against Arsenal since Hull did it in 1908. And Arsenal have conceded each of the last 28 penalties they faced in all competitions. Last time a goal goalie saved a penalty was Lukas oh, Fabianski yeah. no. in 2014. Fabianski. No, I thought it was um I thought it was Chesney. I thought they said it was Chesney on the broadcast. No, Fabianski against Bayern Munich in March 2014. So it's been a while. Yeah, I mean, it's Arsenal. Arsene Wenger can only look at himself, right? Like, because he was not necessarily wrong to pick a young squad. Probably you could have more qualms with him not having any experience on the bench whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and look, like, a lot of Arsenal fans will be kvetching about the fact that yeah, all right, Tabushi got the ball when he tackled a player charging in f- to the penalty area. Doesn't matter. Like, that's still a penalty that's going to be given. A lot of Arsenal fans will also be saying the Forest player for the fourth goal slipped and he hit the ball twice before it went in. Also true, doesn't matter. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not interested in hearing excuses from Arsenal Football Club. And I've been I've entertained those excuses for the last couple of matches, right? Like I think we got Mike Deaned by Mike Dean. I don't <laughs> think that Anthony Taylor was phenomenal either. But like this is this is a match that Nottingham Forest deserved to win and Arsenal Football Club deserved to lose. All the other talking points doesn't matter. Yeah. Good on you Forest. Terrible Arsenal Wenger out gets another point behind it, whether or not. Nah, Wenger in, Wenger in. I mean, this was Wenger's Super Bowl. Like the FA Cup is is Wenger's Super Bowl, and yeah. losing in this fashion is 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 not cool. There were a lot of players out there on the Arsenal team with numbers in the sixties. Hey, although uh, Willick, you know Willick is like a seventeen-year-old kid. You know he totally is like, what number do you want? Well, I can't have any of the numbers I want. 69. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, though, because like, United, United does not have anybody 17. with a number that high. Like, our numbers just go in the 30s. 
Like, what's yeah. up with every like? What's up with Liverpool and Arsenal just having and City having players? It's like, oh, let's just run out there, uh, collect it here, Nacho with number seventy-two. Yeah, that I is mean, weird. Think, yeah, but, but that, yes, that, that I would, that is I would like it if in our game we had some some higher some guys with numbers in the thirties playing for us. But nope, it's oh, let's call on Fellaini and Jesse Lingard to save us again. Yeah, United took a two two nothing win over Derby County. Liverpool edged out a two to one win in the Merseyside Derby over Everton. What else took out for you guys from this match today? Paul, you said before we started recording, a lot of games ending scoreless that shouldn't have. Yeah, it was just I like you know, I get really fired up for this round. I love this round of the FA Cup, and it was just like a letdown. Um what was it? Fleetwood Town versus Leicester? Like, I was so excited for that. Because, um, like, who the hell is Fleetwood Town? Some, um, they literally, like, I Googled the town, uh, Wikipedia, day, and they were involved in, like, their fa- their most famous thing is being involved in the Cod Wars with Iceland. <laughs> like, mm, legitimately the old Cod the Wars. Cod Wars yes. which, is, which was a series of fishing disagreements. And guess what? Iceland kicked their ass in all of them. Um, uh, and you know you, you you just want to see two teams go back and forth and, and try to go. And Leicester rotated their squad a bit, yeah. and it was just nil nil. And no, the, Fleetwood, I, Fleetwood Town was like they were at Fleetwood Town, like we said. Uh, we didn't mention it, but you know they were the. T- you might not have heard this, but Jamie Vardy used to play non-league football, and the team he played for was Fleet was Fleetwood Town, and their stadium just looks so much. Modern for a team that was non-league a few years ago, and I think that was uh, the biggest. In in hindsight, for me, the tie of the round is Newport County Leeds. Come on, you guys, you're supposed to have some like long-standing ire for Leeds as Manu fans. I do. I laughed. I laughed when I saw they lost, but like I didn't get to watch it. So, oh, I, I mean, I didn't get to see it either. But like, I watched, I watched the highlights, and the highlights looked like they'd been filmed from somebody's, you know, like. A camcorder from 1998. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which, That's why I love the competition. Like, exactly. My friend, and they, my friend was watching the Spurs match through Periscope. Yeah. Bingo. And, you know, Leeds went up 1-0 in the ninth minute. Own goal in the 76th. Winner in the 89th minute, followed by a furious red card for spitting on someone yes. from Leeds. And yep. he was. This is the second time this season he's been accused of spitting on a player. Well, See, so this is this is watching like that that those kind of stories. Watching the games through Periscope is what I love about the FA Cup. I like the fact that we have Periscope now that gives us a little bit of a of a technology to to see some of the other games that are out there. What I don't like is how pitch technology has made it all the way down to the lower leagues of English football, where they actually are able. To, to keep their pitches intact, and it doesn't become like a muddy slop where like you're you're booting, you're hooving it across oh with, with two minutes left, and there's so much mud on the field, and that's how somebody like slips, and you get an equalizer. Yeah. Be careful you what you wish for, Polly. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Pogba does his ACL. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I don't wish you, no, I don't wish you United on any of these. Games. We're going to Nobel, which by the way we went there like two years ago and we were fine. But yeah, like I don't wish that on. On our guys, this is what I I like to watch that when I'm watching like Exeter City play Cardiff. Yeah. So we should say though, from that game, like you said, Elliot, Samuel Sais was it who got sent off for spitting at a player and he received a six game ban. So don't spit on people, it's never nice. 
it's never nice. So sometimes the situation calls for it. Yeah. Another thing though, uh, worth note is West Ham's Josh Cullen. He got the chance from start, 21-year-old, got to start a game, and he knocked out a tooth. And he came, oh, yeah, and he came back on again. Wait, wait, he man. came back on again, and he, and he was man of the match. Um, but that's not the story of the game. The story of the game, of course, Joe Hart wearing a baseball hat that just said Brooklyn, New York. It was tremendous. He wants he want, he, Joe Hart. Hey, he wants that MLS move. He wants that designated player money. Joe Hart. Yeah, maybe you can go to the fucking Cosmos. You could. Easy now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a lot of love for the Cosmos. Got a lot of love for the Cosmos. That's why I want Joe Hart to go there. Ah. I don't have any love for either of the other New York or pseudo-New York actual Jersey MLS. Oh, you mean New, New Jersey Red Bulls? Yes, exactly. Yep. Harrison! Woo! Although I have been in that New York stuff. market, guys, for back. Stop. Yeah, that's okay. You don't understand how markets work. Hey, if the New Jersey Devils can be the New Jersey Devils, why can't the that's New York? Because there's, that's because there's already two New York teams in New Jersey. Tried the, New Jersey actually, the Devils tried to brand themselves as New Jersey because they wanted to appeal to be the New Jersey team. And then now they're kind of stuck with it. The Nets did the same thing. And then the Nets were like, oh, this was a terrible decision. And the last two years that they were in New Jersey, they actually, their announcers couldn't refer to them as the New Jersey Nets. They had to refer to them as the Nets only. Hmm. And they did not want to be stuck with that New Jersey moniker because they play literally uh, the Izod Center is, well, Brooklyn, uh, Newark's a bit further, but the Izod Center is literally a six-minute drive from Midtown Manhattan. Hmm. So no, learn Brooklyn. how markets work and borders and states. And everybody thinks that Jersey is a swamp that is covered by an industrial wasteland, which is well, the, not entirely true, but a little bit the true. I thought it was a beach where roided up douche bros goes to pick up that's chicks. Hard, for a yeah, it's that, small, that's for true. For a very small state, for a very small state, New Jersey has a lot of different, that are vastly, distinctively different areas to it. Uh, Paulie, are you a New Jersey native? Do I remember that correctly? I, I am. Nice. Yeah. But right. in, in southern Jersey, there's a rodeo. Like, there, <laughs> what? There are parts of Southern Jersey where people are, are like, yo, this is Alabama. And it's like not a stretch at all. Hmm. Well, there we go. Uh, we should also say that um, Nottingham Forest actually appointed a new manager. Aitor Karanke, the former Middlesbrough manager, is their new manager. So they were led by Gary Brazil, which is a phenomenally great name for the game against Arsenal. But now it's uh, Karanke at the range there. So I think with that, we're good for the day here, unless you have a final thought. Okay, I'll take that as a no. We've already talked about Alabama and Jersey. Yeah, there we go. I don't think we can top that. So with that, we'll say goodbye. As always, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Noren. Paulie's peak was Dallas. The sirens come on. And Elliot is Keats was better. We'll talk to you again later in the week. Until then, have a good one. Bye-bye.